Gentlemen, welcome back to another brand new episode of the EPL Boys. You're home to everything English Premier League soccer and a little bit more. My name is Matt, as always, with my best friend through the internet, JD. JD, we're here to conquer another episode. We are here to take on this Goliant monster we face every single Monday and Thursday night, and we are going to slay it like champions. But how how is how before we get there, JD, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend had a lot, a lot of ups and a lot of downs. Um, yeah, it, it, it happened, everyone. The MLS, the MLS front office, Don Garber, they were sweating that entire game, but they got their outcome. Where's LAFC my- technically win the where's MLS my, Cup. Where's my bottle of champagne? I knew I had it around here somewhere. I was going to wait to it's- pop it. Wait until you know, we were on it, the... it's really hard when you're going away from home, playing against a team of pretty much 10 designated players, may as well be. I mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but it, it may as well be more than the league maximum. But, you know, they get around that through certain ways that are undisclosed. And a guy that has done nothing in the half season that he's been there just goes on an extra time and scores a header. Great. I, I, it's 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 not even like I'm I'm trashing the team for like buying the champion. They they it is the definition of buying the title. They bought the title. I, I mean Gareth Bale won them the title, and, and it, all he did for that team was score that header. And Fine. he bought he bought they bought the title with Gareth Bale. I it's it, it's a shame because it's not gonna make MLS look any better. Oh, you're okay. It's not. It's not. It makes it look worse. It makes let, it look worse. I'm let sorry. Me, let me know when you're done. No one no one not from LA wanted... Truly, deep down, Matt, did you really want LAFC to win that? No. What I wanted was the MLS... So, we'll take one entire giant step back. JD has the right to be mad. JD has it was, the right to be It upset. was the best final in MLS history. Bigger picture. The MLS advertised this extremely well. You had the two best teams at your basically one of your top five most exciting stadiums with one of your top five fan bases sitting there in beautiful, sunny California weather. And you gave the world the perfect game to advertise MLS. Because when I have people who are not MLS fans, not soccer fans, texting me on a Saturday afternoon, oh my god, this soccer game. This. This is what the MLS needed. I needed haymakers. I needed goals. I needed excitement. I needed drama. I needed a storyline. Oh my god, this game was literally carved out of the stars for the neutral. For someone like me, I think this might have... This is easily the best MLS game I've ever watched as a neutral. Wherein I didn't have a leg in the race, 
This was the single best MLS game I've ever watched in my entire life. You had ups, you had downs, you had things all over the place. At four separate times of this game, I thought the winner was scored. At four separate times, four separate goals made me think the winner had been scored. Oh my god, this is like... It, I need someone, I need a Euro, you know what, I need a Euro snob. I need, I don't think any of our listeners are, and I know that's a really bad term to throw out into the universe. I need someone to tell me that they watched this game and went, the European game is better. Like, I, I want someone to look me dead in the face and tell me that, because this game had it all, was everything. Uh, uh, the storylines in themselves, the starting goalkeeper for LA literally sacrificed his leg and sacrificed his World Cup bid, got a red card, so that the backup goalie, who happens to be a former Philadelphia Union, coming in, making one big save in regulation, and then turning around and saving two kicks and penalties? JD, this game was immaculate. This game was fucking perfect for the neutral. As a Philadelphia Union fan, you have every single right to be the way you are. I feel terrible for Philadelphia Union fans because you're right. Gareth Bale was literally paid X amount of millions of dollars to come to LA to literally score that goal. Like, that's the goal he came to score. He didn't play a single minute of the postseason leading up to this. And, and it's one of those things where... You and you know what? You know what's funny? He's not a designated player. He is not listed as a designated player. Neither is George, uh, Giorgino uh, Chiellini. How? How the fuck I, did I, they get away uh, with that? We don't. Bullshit. Hey, it is. It is bullshit. Don Garber needed LAFC to win this game. It was. I, it was. I, it was written. I, it, it was I, written. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, the union. The union were written to lose against New York oh City FC. First of all, the fact that they didn't piss Garber off enough that he 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 made every uh i, I don't know it's I, J, jd 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 and the fact that the union almost won they that the that they were even in this game stop it was it was stop. against them the entire time and one one thing i will note god forbid the union did win this game have you seen how many posts on social media have been about LAFC from MLS? LAFC won everything. God, they would they would have done top at most two posts if the union had won. They haven't even mentioned anything about the union. They usually don't have like last year when NYCFC beat Portland, it was hard to find a Portland post anywhere, JD. It's it is I, one JD. It's one Also of, the other thing they haven't responded about Will LAFC face any backlash, any, any, you know, kind of penalty, anything about their fans throwing objects, throwing drinks, throwing containers at the union players anytime there's a corner? JD. It did, it, no, nothing happened on the field. Are you kidding? The, the refs should have stepped in there. Oh, Kai Wagner okay. was abused okay. by the fans. Okay. Projectiles oh. being, no, projectiles being thrown at. Look at any video of that game. Projectiles thrown at his head. He mentioned it to the Lions rep. They did nothing. They were they were in their headset. Were said oh told were told God. not to do anything. I guarantee it. JD, I have. The league said you guys spent the most money. We want this market. You will win this game. JD, stop. 
We will we will allow Gareth Bale I, to join your team I, and not take a I, DP spot. J- JD, where, JD, where for any other team he would. You are officially becoming annoying, and it, it it's one of those things, JD. You had twelve excuses lined up in your chamber before that this game even started, and as the game was going on, you were just popping off one bullet at a time. Like JD, it was an amazing game where two teams played a hundred and almost 120 minutes, a hundred and almost under 30 minutes of perfect soccer. And in the only league in the world that where that game, sh- the only league in the world where because of a weird rule for this league, otherwise that game would have been held in Philly and Philly probably would have won. But JD, we all have to go by the same rules. It's not like this. Rule, I'm just, I'm just saying. But, fuck the MLS. Yes, fuck the MLS. It's yeah, stupid. Uh, okay, I, I, okay. I just. All right. So JD is not watching any more MLS games after this. He's gonna walk away. He's gonna walk away, and he's never gonna talk about the MLS ever again. Right? Well, I'm not you. Uh, I have 27 years of misery tucked into my DNA. I have about one 24-hour bad period once my season is over, and then I just go. You know what? Kind of can't wait for the kind of can't wait for the schedule to come out. Kind of kind of want to see what those away days look like. You gotta just take it. It is what it is. You have to be happy for the accomplishments that you have won, and you have to know that the Philadelphia Union are easily going to be a top five contender next year when the season starts. Like. God forbid you lose one player, you're just going to bump another one into the rotation. The only thing I think would really hurt the union is if anyone was smart enough to just sign Andre Blake. I I, I think, like... I don't if, think that's good. I think he loves, he loves the union too much. So do I, but I also think a soccer player likes money. And I think no. if someone comes in and hey, hey, we will give you more of this, and we're we're already lo- we're gonna lose Kai Wagner for sure. We're losing Paxton Aronson. He didn't play that much this season, but Kai Wagner is gonna be a big loss. But I'm sure they'll replace him perfectly as they do. Uh, but the, but the league will find some way to uh, repress the union and how and how they run things because they they can't stand it. They, they cannot stand the organic success that the union have had. I'm sorry. It, well, it's, it, it, is, it is blatant. Well, I'm telling you this right now. You're all going to be super disappointed when in the 28th season of the MLS, the Red Bull of New York are hosting MLS Cups Trophy. Y'all better run. Y'all better motherfucking hide because the most insufferable human people of this entire human race, if you give us the nice shiny thing... So help me, God. None of us will ever go to a game ever again because we're strictly just going to just fucking, just fucking. You gotta get a, you gotta get a manager first. We have a manager. We have Not a good one. Oh, I do. Who says we need a good manager to win? All we have to do is just fucking just fuck around and find out. That's Appar- all. Apparently, you just need to spend a lot of money on, on Jamie Vardy at this point. Uh, again, it sells itself. That was the MLS Cup review. Uh, it was the greatest 130 minutes of soccer I've ever watched in my entire life. And if you have not already watched it, please, 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 please go out and watch that game. Really, really, really. Uh, another big news coming out today, Monday, as we were recording, is the Champions League and Europa League 
knockout stages have officially been announced. Um, we're going to go through them really quickly, break down kind of our overall thoughts on the matter, things like that. Uh, so we're going to start in the Champions League. First draw, uh, Leipzig, RB Leipzig is going to be going up against Manchester City. F's in the chat for Leipzig. Um, this isn't going to be good. This ain't going to be pretty. I don't know. JD, I, I think Man City will just absolutely just use and abuse the German club. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be a game that is going to have very low viewership or these these games um yeah it's it's not going to be great i mean maybe 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 leipzig at that point Werner's is probably going to be back maybe haunts them i i don't know christian cuckoo but he might be gone in january anyway so i i don't know it depends real madrid will be going up against liverpool JD, awesome. yeah, JD, awesome. how 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 we feeling, champ? How how we feeling? Yeah, the same as you with your uh with your draw. Um, should be should be entertaining games. I mean, the Anfield game will probably be electric. It has to. I mean, it has to be because everything bad that has happened between Liverpool and Real Madrid and the Champions League lately tends not to happen at Anfield. It tends to happen, you know, in a neutral site in the final. Um. I don't know. I think I think the Anfield game will be very very interesting. That could go either way. Away from home, uh, Liverpool are probably going to lose that game. They'll probably lose the tie. I, it, it is what it is. I was hoping. I, I figured Liverpool would probably get Porto, as they normally do. But <laughs> it is what it is. I don't know. I, I I can only be depressed for so long. You're start, You're starting to sound like me. There's only allowed one depressed person on this podcast, and I... I, I mean, I, Liverpool Liverpool beat a good team this week, and I'm still not happy. But yeah, uh, I, I think Real Madrid, um, over two legs, I think Real Madrid are going to be hard to beat twice, and this isn't, this isn't like, you know, we're still minus Sadio Mane, we don't know what these teams are going to look like post-World Cup, but uh, I, I think Real Madrid for some odd reason look a bit stronger. And the one thing I the one thing I would say is it depends who has the home fixture first. I th- I think it, it it does change it a little bit if, remember, if Liverpool well, play away first. No, it's that if, if and 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 it, and they they come and Real Madrid has to come to Anfield. If, if Liverpool get any kind of result away from home and I mean any like even a 1-0 loss I may think differently. Oh, at Anfield. Well, but well. anything more than like anything more than two no away from home, I nah, it's not happening. Well, we're gonna have to see. Uh, Frankfurt, Napoli, uh, Napoli. I yeah, they are the best team in Syria. Ah, they're absolutely running away with it. Uh, Frankfurt's having a really good season this year, but. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Napoli over two legs. Any Napoli in two, Napoli in two legs over every team right now in Champions League, and I, that that's easy for me. Well, Nap- not, not 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 Liverpool. <laughs> no, na- Napoli. I oh, well, that's true. But I'm just saying. Well, it's Na- actually technically, if it was over two legs, Napoli would have won. But they did split one one. Yeah. So. But um, yeah, JD, I, I'm thinking this this will probably be easily for Napoli. Yes, yes, I do agree. Napoli are gonna win this game or this this uh, this tie. But wouldn't it be fun 
if Frankfurt secure Paxson Aronson and get him registered for Europe? Wouldn't that be fun to see him go go against Napoli? I don't know if they're gonna put that young that young kid. No, I don't think they will either. But yeah. wouldn't that be fun though? Oh, fun for him. No, just I I think it's fun that it's fun that a team like Frankfurt, who's in this position, is paying four million dollars for a young player, America player like Brendan or uh, Brendan Paxson Aronson. <laughs> Inter Milan, Porto. Um... I'm very indifferent about this one, uh, mostly because people I think are automatically going to jump to the in- to Inter. Um, I'm going to say this across the board with all the Portuguese clubs: not pushovers this year. Not one of the Portuguese clubs are pushovers this year. They are going to fight. They are very. They are going to stay very aggressive in all these games. And I'll, I'll be honest: I can see Porto winning this this tie i can see porto beating inter milan over two legs uh it's it's gonna be exciting i think it's gonna be exciting just because i think this is the strongest the portuguese clubs have ever been and i think this could be slightly not and i'm not saying the weakest but this is definitely the least strong the Serie A clubs have been going into this like napoli's the good one and then it's just like every other Serie A club, and that includes the other ones we're going to talk about, they're kind of all just there. Like, they're not there, but they're they're, they're there. But, JD, overall thoughts about that tie? Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's going to be a very exciting tie. Um, it's kind of hard to, to pick a winner here, but it, it, I, I want to say Inter Milan because I, I feel like they should win this tie over two legs, but you're right. Porto is good this season. They're not going up against Liverpool, which as shitty as Liverpool could possibly be, they'd still probably beat Porto 5-1 over two legs because they normally do. But they're not playing Liverpool, so I I, I think it could be different. I'm going to go Inter just based on history, but usually, usually the Portuguese teams don't make it past the knockout rounds. So I'm going off that, but I, I do agree with you that this year is a little different. Benfica, Porto, they, they look a lot better. Speaking of Benfica, Benfica are going to be going up against Club Bruges. Um, Club Bruges did very well in the Champions League uh, in their group stage. Uh, Benfica. Benfica, not only in Liga Nush, but in Champions League, have... Holy fuck, like, this might be the best Benfica I've watched in quite a many here. And Darwin Nunes-less. Yes. Um, every player who's ever left Benfica ever is on pack watch because Benfica just continue to be good, even though they just keep selling people. Um, it's actually... I don't think any... I mean, those players usually go to bigger clubs, so nope. I, I don't think they're really complaining. But nope. pack watch. Absolute pack watch. <laughs> All right. In- insert Benfica, former Benfica player name here. Fraud. No, no offense to Benfica. This is nothing against the club, but I, I feel like most players that play for Benfica would prefer, if if given the opportunity, to go to a Manchester United, a Liverpool, a Real Madrid, a Barcelona. Oh, I, oh don't don't get it twisted. Benfica, literally, like Benfica here, clubs having issues with financial fair play, and they're sitting there and looking at the billion dollars. Billion, B, with a B, B, 
billion dollars worth of fucking transfer money revenue revenue they've gotten over the last like 12 years oh looking, yeah they're looking around like i don't know what you guys are having well, an issue like por portugal portugal the portuguese league is the perfect stepping stone it is for, for south american players to get to Europe. It really because is. Because lower, ex I mean, high expectations, but much lower than going straight to Real Madrid or straight to, you know, Manchester City or something like that. A, so much lower expectations, and then you can still shine. Like, look, just look at Darwin Nunes. I mean, he's playing pretty well for Liverpool, but he played immaculately for, for Benfica last season, and he got a huge money move to Liverpool. I... It's happened with um, uh, Bruno Fernandez, you know, with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. I, I mean, well, he came from Portugal, but um, well, I mean, there, there's. I, I still can't believe Atletico Madrid paid Benfica 100 million euros for Joao for, Felix. Uh, it was more than that. It was like 120. Yeah, whatever. It, I I can't. Oh, it's absurd. Yeah, I couldn't believe because he was good. But he's Portuguese. He's Portuguese. I'm I'm thinking of the South American players like Luis Diaz. Um, Fabio Vieira, is he Portuguese too? Yeah. The Arsenal is yep. Okay, yeah. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of Portuguese players that, that use the league as a stepping stone, but it's it's a huge market for South American players to, to take that jump, and it's not as big of a jump as going right to the Premier League or La Liga. Or it's... I, I, I think it's a good thing. I, I, I It's great for the Portuguese league, for sure, because oh, yeah. they get eyes on them as the players do well, and then they also get paid out the fucking ass from the big teams in europe so i and then they replace them immediately yeah. like uh, benfica yeah. has done like it's it's really funny that just out of nowhere like benfica sell two players and then immediately like oh we just have four good ones now and it's like yep. uh, where where did you come from well no it's i think it's because they understand that they understand their position like if if they have a player like Darwin Nunes who has 32 goal contributions this season, they understand he's he's gonna leave that summer. Yeah. So they're prepared. They're already they already have another guy that they bought that and, is gonna come up and take his place. And I agree. I agree 100%. Like I already like I now like it's funny when I was you know when we go to Portugal and I go to get my Benfica jersey like I always do like to go every time get get a new Benfica jersey they always ask well what do you want a name or number on the back I I literally never ever not once have put a Benfica player's name on the back of my jersey cuz why the fuck would I cuz he's not going to be there next year and god forbid I been out and bought a Darwin Nunes Benfica jersey the, oh you you that would be so funny yeah see see work smarter not harder kids uh <laughs> ac milan is going up against tottenham this matchup intrigues me because antonio conte has success against Serie A clubs and i actually think tottenham might be able to actually win this round i actually like it's nothing against ac milan ac milan are a very good club i just I think maybe Tottenham can do it. Like, I I don't know, JD. Let me know if I'm talking out of my ass, but I, I really think that... I think Spurs have a legitimate shot to advance in this. Um, AC Milan have been very up and down. I think Spurs are going to have a hard time. I, they, I'm not saying they can't do it. I agree that they probably have a shot. I just, I just think AC Milan are better equipped i i think tottenham lack depth in a lot of areas 
where they have players, they're just not good at that. They're starting, Tottenham starting 11 is great, but past that, I, I, I don't know. And I think AC Milan, the fact that AC Milan, if, if, well, if he's healthy, they could bring on Zlatan Ibrahimovic and any one game or two game, a two game tie, he could be the absolute difference maker. I, I think that's, that could be a problem. Um, I'm going to go Milan, but uh, Tottenham, you never know. Yeah. Dortmund versus Chelsea. Um, haven't been too, too much into the Bundesliga this year. I know Dortmund are doing okay, not great. Um, I still think they're absolutely going to beat the piss out of Chelsea. Yeah, I, I just... I I, I, unless... Unless something can happen with this Chelsea club during the World Cup where they can get some of those, like, on-the-fringe players into the mix, like, I, I, I think... I, I really think Chelsea might be in trouble. And I think actually having a World Cup will hurt them because that's less time Graham Potter can be with his guys. I, I think Dortmund over two legs should beat Chelsea. Uh, I think it actually might even be comfortable. I don't know, JV. Yeah, I agree. I, I do feel like we are predicting these matchups way too early because there's not only, you know, many months of domestic seasons, but there's an entire World Cup in between this. But... If we're going to do this, I, I do agree with you. I think Dortmund are probably the favorites at this point, the way Chelsea have been this season. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then the final one, um, Jesus fucking Christ. What a fucking matchup. PSG, Bayern Munich. How dare this not be the final? How how dare... Oh, you don't want this to be the final. I would... F I Oh, my God. Could... The, first of all, the last time these two played in a final, it was quite entertaining. Yes, it was a one nothing game with only a Kingsley-Coman goal, but still, very much a good time. Um, I don't know. JD, I'll let you start this one off. I, I just... Uh, my eyes are going to be glued onto this fixture hard. No, see, that that's why I, I say you don't want this to be a final because this will be... Not an entertaining final. Over two legs, this will be very high scoring. Uh, lots of lots of things are going to happen. Uh, you have one of the best front three in the world versus probably another one of the best front three in the world. I it's it's going to be back and forth. I think Bayern are going to take it because PSG lose these games. That's I. Yeah. That's just PSG lose these games. Yeah. I I think Bayern are mature enough, and now with Sadio Mane completely fully in the mix, I think, uh, again, and, and isn't this going to be around the time where Neymar's injury immediately comes up, where... You mean his sister's, his sister's birthday? Sister's, sister's birthday, in quotation marks, injury. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and if Brazil win the World Cup, I think Neymar might retire. Yeah, he might. Hot, hottest of hot takes. I think if Na if if Brazil win the World Cup and Neymar's on that team, he might just not come back because he's not winning a Balloon d'Or award. He's just not. His window has passed on that. Uh, I, yeah. If I was Neymar, I would just fucking walk away. You're still gonna make millions of dollars every year just with your social media content, like and fashion brand. Yeah, just just honestly. I said this in the Discord the other day, and I, 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 you know, no one really commented on it because I think I was just so far left field. 
I think with how bad Man United's been playing, I think Cristiano Ronaldo should look to retire after the World Cup. I think he should literally, just before his reputation gets hurt anymore, because it's not good, I think he really should, like, get Portugal as far as you can in the World Cup, and then just, when you come back, be like, I'm not coming back to Man United, I'm retiring. And just walk off into the sunset, and then just get us all ready for CR7 Junior. Just, that's it. Just get your son to be as arrogant as you are, except, you know, with all the ability. You just you just want him off the payroll. It's not even that. I don't want the... We'll talk about it when the game comes up. Uh, <laughs> so, Arsenal avoid uh, the knockout round stage of Europa League uh, finishing first in their group. So, we're not going to go through every single Europa League team. We're literally just going to stick to Man United at the moment. Maybe later we'll do something. But Man United drew Barcelona. Fun. Had to be. Frankie De Jong will play a game at Old Trafford. At Old Trafford. Um, the me- the memes leading up to that one. If Man United is 100% healthy, Man United will win this will win this tie. I could see it. If if Varane is healthy, if Anthony is healthy, if Martial is healthy, if Bruno Fernandes is able to play, Manchester United can, and I think will go in as the favorite to beat Barcelona because United still show glimpses here or there of being an up-and-comingly good team with a younger core of players. I think when Man United are have their best 11 out on the field, I believe it is better than Barcelona's best 11 at this current moment in time. Saying that, there's this guy... His name's Robert Lewandowski. He happens to know how to put the ball in the net no matter who's fucking defending him. So if yeah. if 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 legal dwarf Lissandra Martinez is going up against Robert Lewandowski, I don't know who bets against Lewandowski. I For those who aren't watching the podcast, I raise my hand aggressively. I, he's the only guy that cares. No, I'm telling you right now. He is. He is. I Excuse me. <laughs> excuse me if... Uh, again, at five foot nine, uh, you forget it. I, I, There's nothing anyone can say about Lissandro Martinez. And you know what's going to be the funniest thing by far? Is, God forbid, Lissandro Martinez pockets Lewandowski over two legs. Oh, you are all not ready for the shit housing I'm going to fucking do on this podcast because <laughs> because he can turn around and be the worst center back in the world for the rest of his career. I will have this podcast and I will have this moment have, hey, do you remember when the fake Balloon Door award winner got fucking pocketed by a 5 foot 9 center back? Yeah. I fucking remember. Hey, JD, do you remember when Man United lost to fucking Sheffield United? <laughs> I fucking do. Okay? These, oh, geez, remember that one. This head doesn't fucking forget shit. Okay? <laughs> Hot takes and alpha brain. That's what I do. Um, yeah, when uh, the rest of that comes along, uh, the Europa League comes along, we'll, we'll kind of figure out what we're doing from there. Um, outside of that, though, uh, I didn't see... The Europa League conference draw happened, so can't comment on it. Uh, guaranteed West Ham will win their group, or win whoever they're playing against. Calling it now. Um, yeah, yeah, it doesn't really matter. 
So let's move on. JD, we're not going to talk about this topic too, too much because it is still a developing story, but it also broke today on Monday. Liverpool is apparently up for sale. Uh, all the news articles coming out that the Fenway Sports Group is putting up um, parts of Liverpool up for sale. But depending on who you're reading it and where you're reading it from, some people are saying it's up for sale. Other people say it's just a portion. What is the actual story here? They came out and said it's it's not there. They are fully devoted to the club. They are probably going to, um, what do you call it? Like diversify the, the uh, they're probably going to liquidate a little bit of their stake to kind of diversify the ownership group. Um, I mean, it's already like Fenway, Fenway Sports Group owns the majority. And I think they will still own the majority after this. I think they just want to diversify a little bit. I, I don't know really what that means. I don't know why they want to or whatever. But, I mean, fuck it. LeBron James owns like 2% of Liverpool. It It's weird shit like that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why. But maybe it's to get partnerships. Uh, maybe it's a long-term thing for sponsorship deals. Who knows? Um but I, I think when it first broke, they're like, yeah, FSG is selling Liverpool. And my first thought was, maybe we'll sign Bellingham then. And uh, wouldn't it be funny if FSG sold Liverpool before the Glazers sold Manchester United? Wouldn't that be so funny, Matt? <sighs> Why do other people get nice things? Like... What? But see, it's not happening. Like, it's not going to happen. Like, FSG, uh, this season, FSG are not selling Liverpool mid-season. They're not doing it. It's it's not going to happen. What needs to happen for the Glazers to sell? Because if uh, they one need of... To, they need no, to die. No, Their entire family no, no, like, uh, like, attribution uh, line needs to here at the, pass away. Here at the EPL, boys, we wish death on no one. But, like, even if well, one of them... Well, there's some people, even but, if, yeah. Even if one of them... Like, did something so horrible they had to walk away. The other one would just take over. That's why I said the whole entire like, family attribution line. Are there any links to... Um, I'm not saying it on this podcast. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I I thought a thought and then immediately was like, whoa, bring it in there, big buddy. Like... Yeah, really? you almost you almost maybe have to do extra work. Yeah, in no, I'm not. No, I'm I am not making JD do extra work. Um, gonna be interesting to see how Liverpool goes. See how quickly that process will take. Cause I mean, it's 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 billions of dollars when you're million. Yeah, yeah it's I, like I was gonna say the other the other part of this is they're using Goldman Sachs and and some other valuation firm, which I actually know about that a little bit. There's a really good book called The Reluctant Fundamentalist. Uh, they made a movie and it was pretty shitty, but the book is amazing. I, oh god, I, I read it in high school. I can't remember the author's name. Um, oh, it's gonna bother me. I used to know it really well. A uh, great book, actually, really short. But it's about a, a Middle Eastern guy who went to New York pre nine eleven and worked for Gold. I think it was Goldman Sachs or something like that. As of, of in the evaluation department where they would uh value businesses in that sense so i understand what they mean when fsg came out and said they were you know they were getting a valuation on the club and i think that's going to be good for them to see how much it would sell for if they were trying to sell the entire club but um i think that they're really just trying to diversify and then out of that we'll get a true value of the club which i don't know interesting yeah I just always assume when you're dealing with this um, this much amount of money, it, this is not something like you put it up. It's not like Facebook Marketplace where you just fucking throw it up. Someone goes, hey, I'll give you X, and then, like, that's it. 
Like no, there no, there's a value and and you don't <laughs> you don't. It's it, Chelsea was a different story because Abramovich needed to sell. Um, but yeah, football clubs don't rarely just change hands. Yeah. So again. As more information comes along, more will be said on the podcast. Uh, JD, unfortunately, our favorite EPL manager is—he's—he's he's finally got the sacking. Ralph Bre- Hassan. Bre- Brendan Rogers? No, no. Unfortunately, <laughs> Brendan Rogers has, especially after this last weekend, Brendan Rogers might actually be on one of those fucking Cal Perry lifetime contracts. Um, <laughs> Ralph Hassan Hurdle has finally been given the sack jd pour one of those pour one of those natty lights out for your boy because i'm telling you right now this one hurts this one hurts the soul i i don't know why i i'm hurting for this one because it was kind of almost humorous that like this is literally a manager who's gotten nine nothing losses multiple times on his cv and still had work like it breaks my heart a little bit doesn't it it's it's incredible that he had two nine nothing losses, and in a game where Southampton actually scored, that's what that's what gives him the sack. I I understand. I I get it. He needed to be sacked probably two years ago. Yeah. But um. <laughs> but it's like it's just it's incredible. It's incredible. If you're gonna go that long with him, really, you're gonna sack him after a four one loss? Like I I don't know. I just think it's I. I- it hurts. It hurts me just because I think he's like personality wise. Now, I don't know any Saints fans. Um, actually, he's like I do. a shitty clop. Actually, I do. I do own Saints. Yeah, he's a wish.com clop. I do know he's a, he's a shitty clop. <laughs> he is wish.com Jurgen Klopp. Like, he plays like semi aggressive football and he does everything like 50% that Klopp does. Like, uh, but apparently. <laughs> Uh, that manager position is not going to be vacant for long. Apparently, Nathan Jones, the uh, Luton Town manager, is apparently the top member on that list for uh, to get that new position. So, JD, I don't personally know much about this guy. Not the biggest Luton Town follower, but excited to see maybe a new face on the Southampton touchline. Yeah, um, I'm I'm the biggest uh, Luton Town fan ever. Um... Not really, but I did actually hear they were doing really well in the championship, so that uh, that's going to be a big step up, um, for sure. I don't know much about him or Luton Town, but I, I have I have heard that Luton Town were doing very well in the championship. I don't I, are they in first? I don't know if they're in first in the championship, but um, who knows? But cool. Yeah. Uh, next one, uh, we have another new Matt. A lot of news coming from this weekend. Uh, Wolves officially have their guy, JD. Why don't you tell me a little bit about him? <laughs> Joan Lepedigui, um Yeah, before we started recording, Matt was trying to pronounce this guy's name. And the way he said it, I just assumed he was Portuguese, first of all. And I and I was just like, oh, yeah, I guess that sounds Portuguese. Like, And he, he asked his wife, and I, I, don't, I, I don't remember what she said, but... Basically, I looked it up, and he sent it to me, and I was like, oh, my God, it's, it's Joel Lepedigui. And it's like, Matt, this is the guy that was the Spain national co- or the Spain national team manager right before the 2018 World Cup, like a month before, and then took the Real Madrid job, and Spain turned around and immediately fired him right a month before the World Cup. I- where he was going to take over Real Madrid after the World Cup. Yeah, I need- But they were like, nope, 
and then he lasted like four months at Real Madrid. Yeah. So he he kind of took an L there. He he was on the up because if if he did anything with Spain, I mean Spain didn't do really much at the World Cup, but if maybe he maybe he would have been different. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. He could have taken that job after the World Cup. I, I don't understand. I knew so little about this guy. It was actually kind of funny. Like JD was telling me about him and telling me about his like whole story. And I think it's like, cause I'm aware of it. I, I, I am, I am fully aware of what the story was, but for me, it was very, very much like, oh, okay. I kind of remember it, but not enough where I'm like, oh, I definitely know who the fuck this guy is. So I get, I, he co- kind of coached Spain and he kind of coached Real Madrid. I guess he could be good at Wolves, right? Like theoretically you know yeah i mean i mean nobody's good at wolves so i i honestly i i think he's gonna have a hard time well uh, you know i hear there's this guy nuno espirito santos i think wolves should look at him i feel like he would be wonderful for that club uh now that's that's really all the paper talk news and stuff like that everyone like we thank you yeah it was a lot there was a lot going on this week yeah, so we're, four, we're 40 minutes in so we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up we're gonna do some we're gonna review the previous uh game uh week in the english premier league uh, a lot of uh big topics big stories so let's just kick right into it um first of all before we start the games kind of liked not having a 7.30 a.m. game on Saturday. I like that the 11 o'clock kickoffs. That was actually quite nice. I Just thrown out in the universe. Not saying we have to keep it. Manchester City 2, Fulham 1. Um, Alvarez getting on the goal sheet first, but uh, Pereira getting a penalty in the 28th minute converted off a Joao Cancelo red card. Uh, I do want to discuss that a little bit. But, but... A fucking penalty in extra time given off of a Kevin DeProyne masterclass of acting would see, of course, who else Erling Holland seal the 95th minute winner in penalties. JD, big talking points coming out of this game. Uh, first one was the red card called against Joao Cancelo and then the penalty called for Kevin DeProyne. Uh, I'll be honest, I think the red card is correct. I think it is. I think his shoulder goes into the back of the Fulham forward, and I get it. It's so hap- It's happening so quickly, it's hard to get a gauge. And when you slow plays down, there's always going to be a foul. But I, I think the, I think the, the penalty is harsh, but if, but if it's a penalty, it's obviously a red card. Yeah, but, and then, and then the other one was, the, the, I, such a light call for a penalty that late in the game. Yeah, and, and, and num- not great. And number two, the EPL is rigged. Not the MLS, the EPL. No, the English about. Premier League is rigged. You want to tell me, Leno, how you didn't make that save? I've never seen the. Yeah, I, I, I will say. Yeah, I will say that was that was sketchy. That is that's big. He M- should have saved that. That, that is big MLS rig. He guessed right, jumped in the right spot, put his hands right in the right place, and yet still how some way this ball went in. He, I, yeah, he, he didn't, he didn't tighten his arms. I think he just let it hit his arms. MLS rigged. Yeah. EPL rigged. Everything's yeah. fucking rigged. Okay, here at the EPL boys, we condone rigged 
you know either either Weno pulled back his arms like the strength to hold that ball in or holland has a robotic leg and just shot it so fucking hard that it broke Leno's arms either is possible either is possible but one's more likely here nor there jd i mean man city they get all three points they were at top they, they, they were on top of the table for at least if you know the 24-hour period uh, how, uh, any big takeaways or how you how you feeling about that game um that just that makes me think that city are gonna run arsenal the entire way um i think it's gonna be the two of them fuck i'm just looking at the table wow newcastle's in third <laughs> awesome Actually, great to see, to be honest. Yeah. But, um, Arsenal and, and City, uh, yeah, those are the two. T- that That's going to be the, the Liverpool and Man City of recent years where um, it's just good, It's going to come up to the final the final few match weeks. And and I, I think if, if City don't get three points here, I feel a little bit different. But they they get these results. Yeah, it's it sucks. It, it sucks in a way because for a while, a lot of us thought, oh my God, this is this is officially Arsenal's window. This is the Arsenal's window to get a gap. And then the Premier League gifted Manchester City a horrendous call at the end. And I don't know, maybe it's a, maybe it's a retaliation call because maybe they thought the red card at the beginning of the match was harsh. But uh, here nor there, really not the biggest fan of the second call. And then, of course... How, how could any I, I still I stay up at night JD thinking about the fact that Leno didn't save that penalty like I just it, it, I have not slept since that has happened yeah um yeah I don't know I feel like blackout drunk if I if my body was thrown in that direction my arms would have stopped that ball. You ever see the father at the little game where his kid is like, it's young, young soccer, like three years, four years old. And the dad literally just pushed his kid to make the save. Like he actually like went over there and pushed his kid to make I the have, save. I have not seen that. Yeah. I've not seen uh, a video of child abuse like that. I'll, I'll find it. It's, it's quite, it's quite, <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to watch a video of child abuse. <sighs> Nottingham forest two, Brentford two. Uh, this game definitely back and forth the entire game, but would honestly be absolutely crushingly decided by an own goal in the 96th minute. JD, this game had a little bit of everything. It had a lot of freaking action. Overall, Nottingham Forest played well. And I honestly think even though their their second goal technically was considered an own goal, I think it was deserved. I think Nottingham Forest really, really gave it to Brentford in this game. Yeah, I. It it it's nice to see games like this where they're not just boring as shit. Um, I kind of I I feel like I kind of thought this would be a very boring game, but it wasn't. It ha- it had a, it had a little bit of everything. You're right. Uh, Morgan Gibbs White, great goal. Um, and Buemo getting getting the penalty and his penalty. They said it on the live commentary. It was the spitting image of Ivan Tony's penalties. Like it could, it was the exact same style. It's almost like Ivan Tony's like everybody take penalties like me. That's why I made the last twenty five in a row. It's it was cool to see. And then uh, Yohan Visa getting a great goal, uh, beating beating the the offside trap. I just a, a good game. And I'm I'm a little disappointed in Brentford. 
they were without Ivan Tony, of course, which is going to be a big loss, no matter which way you spin it. He he is so much of the goals for the, for this Bradford team, but they were still able to put two in without him. But I feel like with this Nottingham Forest team, they should be beating them. Yeah. Um. We're not going to discuss the Ivan Tony situation as of this point. Uh, JD and I both have kind of talked about it, and we're both very much. We'd like to see what an FA investigation comes out with before we start to, like, come out and start taking hot takes and start shooting shit from the hip. Like, it, it's it's a little soon, and we kind of want to figure out before we start to make jokes and, you know, humor on the behalf of something that might not actually be true. So, we'll go from there. Uh, next game, Wolves 2, Brighton 3. Uh, Brighton with a little bit of magic uh two you know one goal before the half and then one goal right at the end by gross would see brighton take all three points from wolves now jd watching this game at no point did i think brighton were not going to grab all three points they played phenomenal they again it's the conversations we keep happening yes i think the nicholas Semedo red card right at the uh, right at halftime definitely hurt wolves but it's Brighton are a fun fucking team to watch. They are fun. I enjoy spending the time out of my day to watch Brighton play football, right? Yeah. Uh, I think Wolves did play well up until the end of the first half when Samantha got that right card. That massively changes the game. At the same time, I agree with you. I don't think for one moment Brighton were going to lose that game. Um, they, They were in control the entire time. Whenever Adam Alana is scoring against you, you're probably going to lose. Um, <laughs> if that happens, just pack it in. Just walk off. Yeah. It's... Uh, he, he did look really good in this game. I will say, to his credit, he looked great. He just really hasn't looked that good in the last couple seasons. Um, really since, well, not even since leaving Liverpool, since like 2016 with Liverpool. Um, he hasn't really looked that good, but I will say to his credit, he looked fantastic in this game, setting up the Matoma goal and right after scoring himself. But the one thing about the tomato red card I love is the last, just the absolute, and it goes in, it's in every league. It's in every country. Isn't it like part, isn't it an automatic yellow? If you motion to the referee to give a card, like, you know, you put your hand up and wave to, to give a card. Isn't that, like, supposed to be a yellow for you? I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to do that. But it happens every single time. And they, and no one's ever punished. And I, I will say, it's it's universally not punished. But, like, it, it, it just annoys me. Clearly, that is a red card. Like, from Mato- like oh, Matoma just gets up from the challenge and is just immediately at the ref swinging his hand you know, like, like a fucking Italian, you know, with a fake card in his hand. Bro, everyone in that stadium knows that that is a red card. Like, you don't need to give the referee any opinion. He's already in his pocket. I just, it, it, it it's it's just an interesting thought. I, I just, I, I saw it and I was just like, that, shouldn't that, is that supposed to be a yellow? But it's never called, obviously. And it's it's on both sides. Like, it's, it's not only called for, you know, certain teams or whatever. It's never called. Never I just, called. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll be, again, it was fun. 
it was super fucking fun. But yeah, it's hard to disagree with anything that you said, but it was fun. Like watching Brighton doing all this stuff, it's fun. It's fun and I, uh, fun is what's going to get the neutrals to watch and that's what I'm trying to do here. Leeds 4, Bortmouth 3. Bortmouth fucked up slash Jesse Marsh is Ted Lasso because motherfucker slaps wall. You gotta fucking believe because honestly this Leeds team now has come back twice in two weeks and JD um Somerville might be might be that guy he might be a guy because two late winners back to back JD this game was all over the place I absolutely I, at one point in this game I literally was like that's it Jesse Marsh is fired this is the nail in the coffin it's 3-1 F's in the chat for leads I don't think I finished I don't think I hit send before I was immediately proven wrong. So it's it, it it was it was absolutely fucking crazy. This game was fucking nuts. Yeah. Um to your point about Somerville, yeah, he's a very young player and he's shown two weeks in a row that he is clinical when it matters most, which is a just I that is a quality you can't teach. You just either have it or you don't. He, I mean, he's going to have to show a little more to say, like, oh, he's the guy. But good good things well, have been shown. I, I don't, I, I don't want to say he's the guy. I just say he is a guy. Like, he's a guy. No, I, he's a I guy. know. Yeah. yeah, like. Yeah, I just, I, 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 I'm hesitant to say, like, oh, he's going to be so good for Leeds. Because, because he's very young. He, he, he doesn't start every game. He doesn't really start too much. He comes off the bench. So, I... Two weeks in a row, he's had a huge impact where it counts, and that's great. And I, 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 I hope he continues it. Yeah. I like him as a player. He his finishing technique is fantastic, and it's good. And Leeds, this game, you're right. They, this was incredible. I think both teams played really fucking well. Look at Burnmouth. Philip Billing is having the season of his life. His finishing is insane. This is not the first time he's put a ball in the net like that. No, this season. This is like his fourth goal from from a midfield position, and they've all been bangers from outside the box. Like I, I just and then Dominic Solanke, goddamn! Like I, I know, like I still feel Liverpool like got way too much money for him, but still, he's having a great season. It just took like three or four years. Yeah, no, it's he's finally kind of showing. It's yeah. like, well, yeah, he had a lot of promise when he was younger. He just never. I mean, he 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 was never good enough for Liverpool. Let's be honest, but. He he's showing that he can be a good player, but then on the lead side, I they they showed a lot of fight to get back because they were what they, they were three one down. Yeah, I think. yes they were. Yeah, they were three one down, and the second half they just and it was all it was also none of the goals were like crazy. They were all scrappy. Yeah, and and that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. For, Jesse Marsh is like fuck yeah. Yeah, I, Jesse Marsh doesn't care if that ball is getting licked into the net. If the ball yep. is fucking going in the net, Jesse Marsh is a happy fucking camper. Uh, yep. Two two wins in a two wins in a row. Two good wins. Yeah, dude, he's he's loving. You it. want to talk about a wave of confidence? Jesse Marsh was probably on the hottest of hot seats in the entire Premier League going into these last two games. One, two, if you can win your final game before the World Cup and go into the World Cup on a three-game winning streak high, dude, that is exactly what Jesse Marsh is about because most of Jesse Marsh's players are not going to the World Cup. Some will, most won't. He's going to be able to work with those guys for an entire month. And honestly, dude, I, dude, 
Jesse Marsh is a guy I, I would fucking back when it comes to shit like that. So let's get on. Let's move on. We're going to the next game. Everton 0, Leicester City 2. Uh, um, Bre- There's only one talking point, honestly. Two, uh, Every- excuse me. Two, Everton suck, and then the goal. Uh, from I, n- the no, number two, excuse me. Number one is Brendan Rodgers' lifetime contract. Never, <laughs> ever fucking getting fired. Never getting fired. He's here forever. He will coach longer than JD and I will exist. That is it. Like, Futurama, head in jar, Brendan Rodgers on the touchline. And number two, as JD was going to say, Yuri Tillman's just submitted his goal of the year candidate as he does at least once a season. For the second time this season. (laughs) Like... Like all, like what is it? It's just he, all this guy does is score bangers. All he it's not. Does... It's not that it was outside the box. It's not that it was a volley. It was that it was a volley outside the box. And if you watch that goal, you're like, holy fucking shit! I, I, I this guy. I, I'm gonna say it every time. I have followed this man's career since he was a young teenager at Anderlecht in Belgium, solely through FIFA. <laughs> Until he went, until he was at Monaco, I did. I had never seen him actually play until he was at Monaco. But I had signed him in FIFA career mode like for three years straight. JD, because he was all he always turned out good, and he's still. Done. I mean, he is. Oh my god, he's gonna be so good. He needs to leave Leicester as soon as fucking possible. He would. He would. He would change the midfield of so many top teams in Europe. Yeah. Um, fucking Liverpool for one. I mean, god damn it! Holy shit. He would, he would, yeah, he'd walk himself right into Liverpool's midfield. But I would say the same thing about most teams in Europe. He yeah. is, he's an incredible player. And yeah. still, he's only like 24. Yeah. I, I can't get enough of the guy. And I thought, again, if Leicester are down at the bottom or if they get relegated, like that would be his ability to get out of there. But if Leicester keep fucking pulling results, I, I don't fucking know. But my only talking point from Everton on this game was uh dominic calvert lewin came off with an injury and i'm I'm not gonna lie that's that shakes things up a little bit because uh, we don't know what the england roster is going to look like some international clubs have come out and started to say what their world cup rosters are going to be dominic calvert lewin even though may not be having a great season is still probably in the thought of gareth southgate of strikers behind harry kane this probably hurt, like, I mean, one, an injury this close to the World Cup definitely sucks. Definitely sucks. But number two, it's probably going to take him out of the World Cup, or at least contention to go. So, uh, again, I don't know how much of a loss it's going to be, but we'll move on. Sunday, Chelsea, we're going to start off, we start off with the London Derby. Chelsea 0, Arsenal 1. Um, a Gabrielle scored. Uh, that's on. That's everyone's free bingo card sheet. One of Arsenal's Gabrielle scored. So congratulations. Check your free box. The the one that's not going to the World Cup. Yeah, I oh, just don't, don't even fucking get me started on that one. Uh, <laughs> let's. We didn't talk about this on the last podcast because it happened after we released the podcast. Pierre Emerick Aubameyang damn shot a motherfucking commercial saying. Sorry, Arsenal. It ain't personal. Holy shit. JD, that is 100%. Like, before the game, that is. Holy. I don't know why you would do that. Why I, I, are you that fucking stupid? 
I couldn't believe it. I I thought it was a joke. JD, I thought it was a joke. When people were sending me that, I was like, oh shit, someone's fucking CG fucking work is fucking sh- legit. Because yeah, it's, a, it's a deep fake. Because yeah. that is a good deep fake. And then I realized the internet was talking about it really aggressively. And then I was like, oh, wait, this is fucking real. <laughs> I fucking can't. My guy had... What, six touches? Eight touches in the whole game? Got subbed off in the 60th minute? After Arsenal scored and celebrated around him. Oh, my God. That was funny. I I don't think it was fully intentional from the Arsenal players, but when when they scored and half the team... It looked a little intentional, but I feel like it also was just, you know, on the momentum of where they were running. Like, half the team ran right by Aubameyang. Yeah. It was, it was, it's kind of funny. If you, if you haven't seen that, go look it's, at it. it. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. No, it's, it's top stuff. But, um, Gabrielle, yes, the center back Gabrielle, the one who is not going to the World Cup, is, uh, he will be, uh, he was the single goal scorer. And Chelsea looked like shit. We kind of talked about it. Chelsea have not looked good. Chelsea have been a very in the mud club. Uh, JD. There's so many things we could talk about with this Chelsea side. Where where is the center of their problems right now? I just lack of identity. I feel like I mean not not just like the new ownership or anything like that. They they just I I don't know. You never know we're gonna get out of Mason Mount. Uh, I I think he could be a, a world class footballer one day, and he's invisible the next. I you have Mendy back in. You know Kepa's out. I. Which is weird to say. It's like, oh yeah, Mendy back in. Like, I just I don't see a solid core of this team. I, I don't know who's gonna play in midfield. I don't know who's gonna play in defense. I, I I don't I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Pulisic sometimes playing wing back. You have Sterling sometimes playing wing back. It, it doesn't make sense. So I I just I, I they they have a lack of identity and as a team and I I think that's going to I think the World Cup break is probably gonna be good for them. Um, for the players not going to the World Cup, maybe they take a break and and kind of focus on the second half of the season. But I don't know, man. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think the World Cup will be beneficial to Chelsea in a lot of ways. So for for me, I I think it really it, it really 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 comes down to one thing for Chelsea, and it is a new manager wants to do his new things, but he's playing with someone else's old toys. And the issue is, is those blocks don't fit what, you know, the shape doesn't fit the size that it's supposed to go into the hole. So it's, it's very much along the lines of, I think Graham Potter needs a window. I think Graham Potter needs to bring in some of his guys and he needs to get some of the guys he wants out. Uh, it's, it's night and day, dude. Arsenal is the prime example of what happens when you properly and patiently back a manager to do something. So... Yeah, this is big. Arsenal go back to the top of the table, which is which is huge. So for Arsenal, this is a massive, massive three points. Next game, West Ham one, Crystal Palace two. Um, ben Rama getting on the goal sheet early, but a Wilfred Zaha and an Olise goal in extra time would see Crystal Palace get all three points. West Ham had this game, JD. West Ham at one point had this game and just took it and bow tied it right to Crystal Palace. Oh yeah, they looked a much better team for most of the game, in my opinion. 
Um, I think Crystal Palace did come back and play much better in the second half. Um, they did get fortunate, not lucky, but fortunate on the mistake from Teal Care. Um, I mean, really, it, it, it was more the center back was. I forget who who it was. Was it, I feel like it was Craig Dawson? Let me look at the lineup. I think I remember. Yeah, yeah, it was Craig Dawson. Uh, his pass to Teal Care was not the best pass, but it was directly to him, and he miscontrols it, and and Zaha takes full advantage. And he does what Zaha does and puts ridiculous goals in the circumstances in the back of the net. That is not an easy finish, but it is one that a player like Zaha, the way he has played the last few seasons, I would bet on him to finish. So I, great, you know, just great play from Zaha, but it is fortunate the way it happened. That was the first mistake with West Ham. And then at that point, take the, take the one point. Crystal Palace is having a good season. West Ham is not having the best season ever, so you take a point here, honestly. You can't, you cannot give Elise that that much yeah. room to put a to put a ball in like that. I know it's a deflected goal, but you can't give him that space to even think, hey, let me have a shot in the 94th minute. I just you can't risk it like that, and this is what happens. Yeah. So Wiser Woods words never spoken louder. Uh yeah. How much longer do you think David Moyes has? It was something I was watching. Like after this result, I, that's something that I was starting to think about is how I how much he's fine through the end of the season. Are you kidding me? He has West Ham flying in the Europa Conference League. You can make as many jokes as you want about that. I'll I'll be the first one to say I don't really think it's a very important competition. But for a team like West Ham right now, I think that's something they can you know think about and and say this is good. I, I think I think David Moyes has gotten West Ham back a little bit, but results like this kind of hurt. I, I think he's I think he's good through the end of the season right now. Um, he needs to get a few more results and and continue his success in Europe. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Next game: Southampton one, Newcastle four. This would be the game that sacked Ralph Hasenhurdle. Uh, Almarone Woods. All the bigger boys getting on the goal sheet. Uh, Bruno Gamache. Wood. <laughs> Wood coming on for Callum Wilson. Well, I'm just saying. Bigger boys. Bigger guys. Yeah. Well, Cal- I mean, Chris... <laughs> I think Chris Wood's a big lad. Okay, excuse me. The man eats his Wheaties, and then he'll eat your are you, Wheaties. Are you fa- are you fat shaming again, man? No. No. The motherfucker is built... <laughs> motherfucker is built like a goddamn tank, okay? And I'm talking about, like, I don't think that guy's got 1% body fat and 99% of his body is just muscle. Yeah. <laughs> Newcastle flew in this game. Surprisingly enough, if you didn't realize it, you went back at the fact sheets of this game. Southampton had more chances, goal-scoring opportunities, the whole nine. Literally, Newcastle just beat them in actually putting the ball in the fucking net. JD, Newcastle are legit. They're good. They're here. They're not fucking leaving, and they're gonna probably spend more money soon. Look, I yes, Newcastle deserved to win this game based on the the clinicalness of their play. I still can't believe this is this is the game that that Ralph Ralph Hassan got fired over. I don't think Southampton played that badly i mean obviously the 4-1 scoreline says differently but over the course of the game they really didn't play that poorly they controlled possession they had way more shots in newcastle they had more on target i i just 
it, it, it it's astounding when you when you see these and it's like oh this is the game that ralph ralph got yeah. fired for uh come on the dude lost nine nil twice like i <laughs> i just i don't know yes he deserved to be fired but like not from this game yeah no you're 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 not wrong you're not wrong i think there's other evidence i mean the only thing i could think of is they're kind of sitting semi-comfortable in that relegation zone at the moment yeah they're one point away oh, from safety yes uh, but like i know I, again i know i it's just like this game like they play decent in this game yeah. overall i just <laughs> you're, you're, newcastle obviously deserve to run out winners based on how they play but like I, it just i don't think southampton played that poorly <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't disagree with you but speaking about poorly ran results um yeah we might as well fucking talk about it aston villa three manchester united one um aston villa came out fucking swinging two goals back to back in the 7th and 11th minute. Uh, and then, of course, Man United's only goal being an own goal, followed up by a goal minutes later scored by Ramsey, and that's how this game would end final. Uh, I uh, JD can say whatever he wants. This is a prime example of... Like, we had this conversation, JD, last week of, hey, Bruno's not getting goals. He's not performing, which was your take. My take was is he's now doing more across the rest of the field to make the team better. Prime example of what happens when Bruno's not on the field. The middle of the park is all over the place. There is a huge gap between the defense and offense where there isn't a, a good transition. This is this nothing against Unai Emery. Unai Emery, came, Unai Emery owns Manchester United. He always has, and it looks like he always will. Aston Villa knew exactly what the fuck to do to beat the shit out of Man United today, and they made Man United look like a really bad fucking club. They really did. And it's a shame because Man United, this is their first loss since the City loss like a month ago, if I'm not mistaken, like a month, month and a half ago. So it is tough that this is the first loss in a while, but it's a prime example. You have some injuries across the field. Bruno wasn't in the lineup. It's a little stir of chaos, but I, I I, will not be here to defend Manchester United today. They played like shit. They were fucking terrible. Luke Shaw was looking like prime Luke Shaw. Cristiano Ronaldo, just get, get off my team. Get off. Like, it's bad. Cristiano Ronaldo at Man United is bad. It's not good for him. It's not good for United. It's not selling jerseys anymore. It's not fucking getting people at going to Old Trafford anymore. Because it's not like you're going to go see fucking Ronaldo score goals anymore. Like, it's just not good. I think I screamed at the TV, get off my team, get off my team, you old man, at least eight times watching this game, JD. At least eight times. Yeah. I liked how you put it initially. Aston Villa came out swinging. They came out swinging harder than the Wonder Years out of a South Philly basement. And if you get that reference, I love you. <laughs> um, as soon as you said that, I was like, ooh, yeah, I'm going to make a Wonder Years reference. Um, <laughs> uh, the one thing I will say, this uh, this result led to one of our highest liked Instagram posts in the EPL Boys history. And it was a meme that I created. Do you like it, Matt? Yeah, I. it's not wrong. Wasn't it funny? It was funny. It's not wrong it because... Martinez is the only motherfucker who cares, and he was the one continuously getting fucked. And he fucked. got fucked. He got fucked. <laughs> Save. He got fucked. He, dude, he he did he did avoid 
a very questionable like because he's got a little oh yeah oh yeah yeah oh my god that elbow yeah, he's... oh my god and i get it i i love how you were the first person who was like oh shit i because well, I, I saw it i was like uh that's i i don't want to be the first one like, to say it because like... my original thought was because yes because martinez is shorter than everyone else he has to be a little bit more physical to compensate for that so i know yeah so i know well no there. so my initial thought i didn't see the elbow my initial thought while watching it was oh well leon bailey just fucking just went down just because he didn't you know he's trying to get something bigger than what it is no martinez full-blown cock swung a fucking elbow right into his fucking gut uh, I've seen Les get called for red cards, so I was sitting there very much. Oh, good. And Martinez will get suspended now, which he didn't, and I'm very, very reluctant for that. But at the same time, it is... It's a it's a 50-50 call. I, I, I see why it wasn't called, but like at the same time, it's... Yeah, no, <laughs> it's like, I, I, I... Could have been, could have been. I would not be sitting here trying to defend it if it was a red card. If it was a red card, I wouldn't be sitting here being like, oh, that's harsh. Like... Very much not harsh. Very much not harsh. Um, but yeah, Man United slip up for the first time. Lucky the teams around them did not do well. Therefore, they kind of kept that. They kept that position where they're in. And, and you hope, at least for United, that they can bounce back against Fulham next week to close out their uh, soccer that'll, calendar. That'll be a tough game. That will be a tough game. Be, that will be a tough game. Be a tough it's game. at Fulham. It's at Fulham. Yeah. Final game of the weekend, Tottenham 1, Liverpool 2. JD, this might have been the absolute perfect bounce back. Tottenham, uh, Liverpool have not been well of recent in the Premier League, but this is a massive three points on the road. JD, how are we feeling, man? We must be flying. Yeah, I mean, look, this was a great win for Liverpool. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think... What happened here was the first, they played their game the first half. They controlled it. They did everything right away from home. I, I feel like this is a this is a season where Liverpool is just gonna beat all the big teams. Not all of them because they already lost United, but I they're going okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> they they're gonna consistent cool, overall. Cool, cool story, bro. <laughs> okay, well. They're overall going to consistently beat the bigger teams and then fuck up against the Nottingham Forests, <laughs> against the Leeds. I mean, Leeds, uh, you know, could do whatever. But I, it, it's it's the Liverpool of old where they just are so inconsistent where they can play their best against the better teams and then they get days against the, the, the lesser teams. I, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I, am I happy that they beat Tottenham? Of course. Salah looking like prime Salah. Darwin Nunes looking so good. I just, the team playing so well. And even even the Harry Kane goal, like, it's hard to defend against that. I mean, Harry Kane is one of the best strikers in the world. Like, it, uh, most strikers don't finish that. Like, uh, that is yeah. such, from a, such a tight angle against Allison. I just, that 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 is... I, you, I mean, you could defend a little better, but at the same time, that that that's just a goal you're gonna concede to Harry Kane. So, it, but after that, their reaction to that goal in the second half in the 70th minute was good. And I, I know certain Tottenham fans that I know are saying like, "Oh, look at Liverpool! You know, they're you know most of our fans you know talk about the low block and parking the bus, and then look what they do. They throw five at the back to close out the last 10 minutes. And yeah, you know, I don't like to see it." But it's not like they did the whole game. 
Not like they started doing it in the 20th minute. Like, they started doing it like, the 82nd minute to close out a 2-1, a tight 2-1 game against a top six rival. Yeah, that's, sometimes that's how you have to do it. I Especially with Liverpool now. It's called, where, it's called strategy. Like, if you yeah, have the it, lead... They play the, first, they play the first 82 minutes of full throttle yeah. trying to win the ball back. If they have to play the last eight minutes trying to hold on to a lead, yeah, okay. It's not pretty. I'm not a huge fan of it, but... God forbid, like, they, they play a couple minutes like Burnley. Yeah. And, and, and they weren't even like that, really. I mean, they were still trying to hit on the counter, but... Yeah, uh, 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 again, uh, great win for Liverpool. It really, really was. And and overall, there's, there's nothing else to describe. This was a very good win for Liverpool and a very three points to get. Quick wrap-up of the table or how it looks like up to this point. Um... Your top six look exact. I'll do your top eight. Arsenal, Manchester City, Newcastle in third, boys and girls. Can't make it up. Tottenham, Man United, Brighton, Chelsea, Liverpool wrap up your top eight. And the bottom of the table is getting pretty tight. You have Forest, Wolves, and Southampton as the three teams currently in the drop zone. And then Bortmouth sit there on 13 points, one point ahead. A bunch of teams with 14 points ahead of them. It's going to be interesting. This is go. We are going now into the final, the final weekend of the Premier League on Friday when you listen to our next episode where that that's a big weekend because that's the emphasis point on how teams are going to what their morale is going to be going into a very unknown and unfamiliar world cup season so we will be here we will here to break it down all of it as as always so but that does bring uh bring us to the end of this episode thank you very much thank you for hanging out we know this is a little bit longer ran podcast than usual there was just a lot of news and we want to make sure that jd and i gave our insight on everything to geek you know keep everyone as prepared and informed as possible. So thank you once again. We love and appreciate all of you. Uh, remember, if you are not already, please give us a follow on Instagram at the EPL boys to be up to see some great memes, see some great fucking memes at my behalf, which is always nice. Um, make sure to give us that follow there. Be up to date with everything English Premier League boys and more. As well, if you are not already, uh, hit the subscribe button on whatever plat- streaming platform you are listening to us on and leave us a five-star review. Those go a very, very, very long way. Thank you so much. So, guys, for JD, my name is Matt. We want you to be safe. We want you to be well, and we will see you guys next time. Peace out.